the ship of your drive Welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always, and as you may know, I'm the best. But just so you know... (laughs) I like you already. But just so you know, both of us, we're not bad for the kids. We're worse, way worse. I've had a semi-charmed life and have been called the party messiah in my past. Our show may seem horrible, but it's just horror fiction, baby. So we're working on love here and trying to move on. But speaking of love, let me introduce my co-host. I let him out of his timeout so that the god of wine himself may party with him. Something wicked this way comes. And girls, he's got no game, don't worry, but he'll light you up. He has narcolepsy. And looks in the mirror saying, I want you while playing the riff on his guitar. So come here and bring your candy for the cannibal. Chanty motherfucking Grife. Woo! Hi. <laughs> Let's go. Right? And of course, your musers always bring a guest to talk to. And our guest this week, I am very proud to have on. As we've had, a, we've had a bunch of musicians on lately, and every single one has been a blast to have on. Seem like our kind of people. And this week is no exception, as we have James of ha- Apollo with us. And we will see what he brought forth in a few minutes. But first things first, James, how you doing? I'm uh, pretty well. Proud to be here. I mean, proud to be anywhere, but here in particular, right now, in this moment, with you two. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely lovely. Well, we're glad to have you. And... Why don't you start off by just telling the audience how you got into music? Uh, It's a combination of things. Um, From a very early age, uh, I had a knack for uh, writing with a particular interest in poetry. And I also had an inextinguishable desire to just perform in whatever way I could find. Like, I was a kid in, like, 
grade school who'd randomly like just jump on the desk in the middle of class and burst into song just because I had something in me that I needed to get out. Now that wasn't perhaps the best move. It wasn't the healthiest outlet. Um, but at the time, uh, I just was like, had no particular channel for all this energy. And I, uh, was just like blasting it out everywhere in whatever uh, form I could find. And, uh, then I realized, Oh, I can, I can take my, you know, lyrics, uh, that I, you know, my poetry and, uh, combine it with rock and roll music and be at the front of the stage and jump around like a maniac. And, uh, yeah, I thought, Oh, cool. There's a job for that. It's called being a rock and roll singer. Let's go. So that was a bit of my uh, journey to get here. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Listening to seeing your videos on, on Spotify today and some of the songs actually had you in the background and you doing your thing, I could definitely see the jumping around thing. So 100% with you on that. And glad you found a good outlet for it. I mean, it's important. We get our energy out and needs out in the world. So it's a, I, I'm 100% down for that. And I can't say I ever had energy like that. But if I did, I would want to do the same thing probably. But I'm just a skinny kid in a fat kid's body. But, well, fat man's body, I guess, kind of. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess kind of the opposite of fat man in a little suit. But, I mean, kind of the opposite of that. But what I, mean, I still you... feel like a 12-year-old in, like, an adult body. So I know the feeling, kind of. Yeah, there you go. But... What album did you want to bring today, even though we both know, obviously, but what album did you want to bring in? Why did you want to bring it, even though I'm... Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty obvious once people hear the name. But So uh, the one I chose was the debut out full-length album by my band, Hot Apollo, called Invented Music. Because you know it speaks to me on on a deep level. Uh, in fairness, a lot of the things I write are speaking to myself, at least in part. You know, it's um, it's, it's manifesting. You know, what's in my heart and seeing how it resonates with the wider world. Seeing if if any other people are picking up what I'm laying out. Um, but also, it's just it's important to me because it's the first full length I produced, um, and. Uh, it, it it has it's a good introduction to what we are as a band, and I just I love it. I mean, I I'm, I'm like I think I, it it redounds upon an artist to be their own biggest fan, and uh, I certainly can't get enough of listening to my own stuff. So I had an opportunity to like talk about it in depth on the show with music aficionados like you do. Uh, I how can I pass that up? Of course, and I mean, 
the, before I let Chancey give his review of it, let me ask you this. Um, do you sing and do guitar, or is it just one or the other? So I'm mainly, I mainly just focus on the, on the singing, but uh, I do help with, like, I, do, I write all the lyrics, but I also have a hand in crafting some of the riffs. I, like, I know just enough on guitar and piano to help with the sort of music composition, but I'm not actually that great at playing it. And I leave that up to the actual virtuosos in the band. Because okay. seriously, like I'm on the I'm the front man, but the like uh, instrumentalists in the in the band are just amazing. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I, the picture I grabbed for the uh, thumbnail for this week uh, for with you is like you with a guitar around your neck. So I'm like, oh, is he actually the lead guitarist too? Or like I I didn't know for sure, but I know I'm I'm like I, I support him rhythm occasionally like. But maybe like once or twice in the show, I might like strap on a guitar just for some variety. But usually, uh, even at a live performance, I prefer to be uncumbered to uh, give greater focus to the aforementioned jumping around like a maniac. All right. I respect that. But Chancy, why don't you give your review of Paula's album? What do you think of it? You know, I've been I've been actually waiting for one of our guests to bring their own album to the show. So it was kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I didn't quite realize it until listening to the album. So I'm kind of like, man, what is this? Like, you know, like I haven't heard, like, I, I can't put it anywhere. I can't put anything on it. I can't put it anywhere. Like, like the first track, I'm like, it sounds like they got Iggy pop singing. And then, like, you know, a few further ones down, it's like, man, it's, it's like they got the Misfits or something. Like, it's like a compilation of all these of all these different singers. And then I, I was talking to Jeremy, and Jeremy's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the guest's album. I'm like, man, this is fucking crazy. Like, that's awesome. And I was also, you know, uber stoked about the fact that I've been waiting and hoping for someone to just pick their own. Like, no, I'm not going to bring another album. I am an artist. Here's my stuff. Art, please. <laughs> well, and one, I not Chancy. I told you it was his. I wa- I told you it was the artist. It was our guest's own album, right away. I didn't say I think it is because. Oh, I mean, well, you know, me, guest, I, don't, I don't, I don't pay much attention anyway. <laughs> well, you don't. But I mean, when when the guest literally has the email name of Ha Apollo and the band's name is Ha Apollo, you kind of put two and two together. But and I mean, he asked me right away if he could bring his own CD, and I was like, of course you can. Of course you can. We've been, I'm like, we've been waiting for that for a while. I mean, I understand. Like the one of the last people we had on who was an artist, like he was, he, he heard we listened to some of this older like metal stuff from like ten years ago, and he was so embarrassed about it. And we were like, I thought it was rock. good, but... yeah, we're like yeah. rock. Like, why, why, why didn't you want to bring that? Like, it's incredible. Like, I mean, I guess just you know, everybody's their own worst critic, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm my podcast as well, so except but. for James. James is his, his own biggest type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i'm I, I might be the thing i might be most critical of is actually i mean i love my stuff but in fairness i also love like everything else i don't like i i look at my own work from a critical eye but when i'm like um consuming someone else's art or whatever i i just take what they give me it's like oh you made this these are choices i might not have made but like i'm not here for the thing i made i'm here for the thing you made so whatever it is, I'm gonna like enjoy it on its own terms. So I'm the harshest critic on myself, but it's still not necessarily that harsh because 
I'm actually no kind of critic about anyone else. Like, I'm a bit of a gourmand when it comes to, like, other art. It's just, oh, cool, this is it. No notes. Like, feed me, you know? Um, so, That's but when, when I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, people get so bent out of shape if, like, some movie they saw isn't exactly the movie they imagined in their head. It's like, you can imagine a movie in your own head and actually make that. That's a choice. You're not there right. for that, though. Um, wow. But, yeah, when, when, when I'm making my own stuff, I, I do uh, try to, like, finesse it into, like, the best work I can craft. I, I'm, I'm, like, very careful about that aspect of things. Um, but then once it's made, I know it's awesome, and I'm not going to hide that. And also, like, I, some people talk about, like, finding old art they've created um, after years and going back to it, feeling embarrassed. When I, like, see, when I, like, look over, like, some lyrics I wrote, like, 10 years ago or whatever, like, I'm generally blown away. It's like, oh, man, I forgot I wrote this. This is awesome. I love this. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that's, how I, that's, that's how I approach art anyway. I mean, well, we won't get into movies, I think, that were horrible conceptions of the actual literature they came from. But we won't discuss Stephen King movies on this episode because we're, we're going to be here for three hours. But... For That's another show, though. I'd be up for that show, too. Maybe not Stephen King. I don't know much about him, but in general, I, I, we, we can talk about him all oh. time. Oh, I mean, I could talk, we could talk Harry Potter for fucking hours, too. But, Ooh. um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, see, I kind of went along the same line when I started listening to your album this morning, because I actually, I listened to your album uh, this morning on my way to get cigarettes and coffee before work and all that, and I was, like, kind of like, i I originally listened to a few tracks like here and there when I was trying to pick my own selection for this week. And I just, I'll get into that when I get to my CD, but because that was another road completely. But I'm just like, listen to it. I'm like, I can't think of what this makes me think of. Like early Motley Crue, maybe, or like <laughs> like some some type of 80s rock, possibly. Like I, I couldn't put down like an actual artist that made me like compare it to, which is great because I mean, not you don't want to be compared to another artist because then it's gonna be like oh there's the next so and so like you want to be original which I I enjoyed it though I mean there's a, a lot some of the tracks were I mean I'm not gonna lie the lyrics were a little bit too simple and repeaty for me but that's me I that's just the way I am I'm not a, that's the reason I don't listen to pop music is because I'm not a fan of that type of stuff but some of the songs like I could really relate to and get with and I was like oh okay this is deeper I can get this a little bit more and like but every album's like that. Every album has songs that you just get. Every album has songs you can relate to, and then other songs that you really just can't relate to as much. Like it's just the way music is. Like even my favorite artists, I can't relate to 100%. So, but it's just. So I mean, I enjoyed it overall, though. It was a good way to wake up in the morning. I think like it was just a. But it definitely had like an 80s rock feel to it. That's the main thing I came across. Like there's like an 80s rock feel, like playing in the whiskey in California and whatnot. But. So, I gotta ask though, what are your yes. own, what are your top five songs for your own album? Because I'm kind of curious to what songs you love the most out of your album. So, I'm I'm not the greatest at ranking things. I know the show is about that, so I've been trying. Um, I know the the first one I would choose, and this was I made it the first single from this album. Uh, it was Baby Lord, and I chose that one because uh, it it holds within it several of the different flavors of hot apollo you know like some of our songs are like more romantic maybe more mystical maybe like softer gentler 
Some of them are, I've got more of a punky feel. Some are like straight ahead rock. And Big Lord has like sections that touch upon all of those. So I really like it for that. And um, lyrically, I think it, it does a bit of that too, where it has uh, this sort of a bit of whimsy to it, a bit of like magic, a bit of grandeur, but also a bit of tenderness, you know? Um, and definitely a lot of romance. And uh, it's like, it, it's adapted from a poem I wrote a while ago, and it's also one of the favorite poems I wrote. So that was an easy first pick. All right. Uh, next, uh, also this another single from the album, would be uh, Working on Love, um, mm -hmm. which I really enjoy because mm -hmm. it's, it's just like a, it's got a really good dance feel, you know? Like, some people find it hard to, like, really get into the dancing mood with, like, rock and roll or whatever. But uh, sometimes you'll find, like, a, a good rock song or just any kind of, like, pop song that you can really, like, just groove to. And I think Working on Love does that. It's got a bit of, um, like, I mean, I, there's a lot, you talk about the 80s, there's a lot of that in the 80s where there'd be, uh, like, a lot of the big rock acts also had a sort of dancey sensibility. Like, look at, like, a, you know, Duran Duran or something like that. You know what I mean? Kind of like dance rock. Um, and so I, I like a bit of that kind of energetic vibe to it. So Working on Love is definitely another uh, standout for me. Um, wait till you see where that one is on my list. Wait till you see where that one is on my list, just saying. but All right. Uh, yeah. Next, after those, I'm not sure that there's any particular order, but um, Party, Party Messiah, for some reason, is uh, a song I find myself uh, listening to with a special frequency. Um, I think it's something about the staccato uh riff in the chorus that did da, 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 da. um it's that that really does it for me and uh that hooks me in every time and also um i i think it also easter just passed around here and uh there, I, there are a lot of good christmas songs two hanukkah songs um you know songs for a bunch of different holidays i don't know if there's like a real easter anthem and uh while well, i didn't write it with this in mind I think Party Messiah could be a pretty good Easter anthem uh, <laughs> if you ignore the more lascivious aspects of it. Um, Girl, I've Got No Game uh, is a song I wrote after a first date that uh, went pretty well despite the fact that I was, you know, floundering all over the place. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then and it has a has a special spot in my heart for that. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's just a really fun, like, I'm like party rock song. Um, that, uh, and, and, but also like the message in it is like, just, you know, be your crazy idiot self and maybe things will go well anyway. And I, that's how I approach life at least. Um, and, and I think sending out that message to the wider world, uh, is, uh, a, a good positive thing. All right. And well, actually, I mean, as far as Easter songs go, the only Easter song I really know is "Wolf in Jesus Skin" by Dog by uh, Purgatory Polka Dot Cadaver, bud. Polka Dot Cadaver. Dude. You were close. The name of the album was Purg <laughs> the name of the album was Purgatory Dance Party. But, yeah, that's what I was. You know. That's what I was. That's what I was fucking up with. But that's that's the only Easter song I know is "Wolf in Jesus Skin." I have to look this like, up because 
Oh, uh, dude, they're, they're, they're the greatest two sets albums because oh. it's Dog Fashion Disco and uh, Polka Dot Cadaver. It's kind of like a combination of the same members. Excellent stuff. I love all these names. Dog, Dogfight Disco and Purgatory Dance, Dance Party? Uh, uh, so Dog Fashion Disco is one of the bands. Uh-huh. And then uh, the other one is Polka Dot Cadaver. With the album with the, called Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah, Purgatory Dance Party. That's amazing. Whole, All right. I have never heard of these guys, but they sound like my vibe. Oh, it's oh, fucking epic. Ch- Chance introduced me to them like our fourth All episode. Right. And I, I forget about them since. But um, yeah, I mean, that's the only Easter song that I ever could think of, though. But they, um, they, do a lot of, they do a lot of satirical stuff. Like one of their songs is called Last Call at Jonestown. that smirk and that smirk and like giggle when it freaking hit what the hell that like that means (laughs) i I first i first learned of jonestown through another musical band another another band through music um i i i like the band the brian jonestown massacre but i didn't understand the name beyond the reference to the rolling stones and that's when i decided to look up jonestown and see what that was about um, <laughs> so that's so, so, so full circle almost. Oh man, that's one of, that's one of those things you got to be ready for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just be ready for it and just learn never to drink someone else's Kool Aid. But uh, Chancy, what were your top five for Hot Apollo? For me, number five was uh, Girl. I got I got no game. I mean, actual factual. I got no game. I got I got nothing. Uh, number four was A Week of You. Uh, number three was Hell for the Letters. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, obviously, Party Messiah. Party Messiah, like you were talking about that, that staccato, that fucking guitar riff, fucking catches you every time. I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for a good hook. And then, uh, for me, number one was Time Out. I liked Time Out a whole lot. Yeah, it was a. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. I'll wait, I'll wait till I get to mine. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I keep trying to give away mine like ahead of time, and I don't know why. But I just like have to keep like being like, no, Jeremy, shut your mouth, shut your mouth, not yet. Get back in your corner. But uh, I mean, my number five was Party Messiah because I mean, I kind of got like the ironic vibe behind that song, and I freaking the title especially, and I just freaking I thought it was a good song overall. I like the beat in it. Number four was Light Me Up Lady because, like, I kind of can get, like, the meaning of that to some degree. Like, it just made sense. And uh, number three, of course, was Girl, I've Got No Game because, yeah, I I mean, you guess my wife, I got no game. So, yeah. <laughs> and it worked but, out. That's the point. Yeah, you don't have to have game always, but you just have to be good. But number two is uh, Time Out, which I did love. That was a great way to open the CD to begin with, like, like as soon as the CD started, I was like, like the guitar right away got me, and that the guitar on this is what kind of let me why I picked. But we'll get to that in a bit. But and number one for me was working on love because I totally dug that. It reminded me of like an '80s hair metal like classic ballad. Like, I mean, maybe get a maybe do another version of it with like a uh, female singer on it as well. Like it'd be Ooh. amazing. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Do you know any like? We want to collaborate. I'm up for it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely like interested we, in sort of like remix, re envisioning of of songs too. I haven't done like a lot of that, 
but like it is something like I'm open to because it it always tends to produce interesting new art, you know, mean, variations on the theme kind of thing. I mean, we interviewed a we one of our first musicians on the show was a pop star named Gigi Rowe. She might be interested because she's, I mean, she's not like she's not like Britney Spears little pops. Like she's still trying to make her way up in the world. So it might be a good wish for both of you to cross promote kind of. But yeah, sounds good. I mean, but just hit her up. She's available on she's on she's big on TikTok and Instagram. So let's hit her up on there, and I'm sure she might be down. But uh, I, I I also haven't talked to her in like six months. So I mean, I don't know I, I don't know what she's up to at this point. But you never know. It's just an idea I had, and I think it's like one of the only real female artists we've had on here. All right, yeah. Remind me of the name after the show, and I'll I'll uh, look her up. Yeah, and her music was pretty damn good actually too. I I enjoyed her her songs to some degree. And they were featured on some Netflix shows last summer. So, I'll say, yeah, uh, I'm not sure which ones off the top of my head, but they're featured on some Netflix shows. But all right, well, Chancy, I think we'll go with your album next, as it's kind of like moving up the scale from to oh, extremist. Can I guess <laughs> which album was chosen by which one of you? Oh, be because my I I was thinking I I didn't because I was only talking with one of you. Uh, before this, and uh, I so I thought you might just like pick like two at random. Now I'm guessing that Chances was the Lordy one, yeah? Nope. Oh, that's twice. Right. That's that's twice. This has happened now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Oh my god. That's awesome. I, I I was waiting for that. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> like I was just waiting for it. <laughs> I, I, I had a guy. feeling. I had a feeling when when they were like, "Oh yeah, let me let me let me take a guess." I was like, "Oh, yep, here we go again." <laughs> All right. I'm in for three four judge character, so yeah, no, it's perfectly. That. Yeah, it's great. Lordy's Lordy's <laughs> not as ba- Lordy's not as bad as scum, so you can't be. No, it's, yeah, you scum. know, you're right. It it is not as bad as the other one because the other one was it was it was bad, and then it's like, how the fuck are you gonna think that's me? I can understand why you would have thought that was me. That's a logistical. That's a logistical reach. I mean, I, I can see what I can see why they thought scum was you too, but what. Well, yeah, we'll that. <laughs> so my album that I chose was actually the debut album for uh, Third Eye Blind. And the biggest reason that I chose, well, I, I do, I usually will go through and I'll hit like shuffle play. I have a ridiculously long list of music on my YouTube music list. So nine times out of 10, I'll get, you know, the guest's album, Jeremy will tell me his album, and then I'll just start shuffle through to see what kind of locks in the closest to it. And I just, you know, I was basically trying to find something that would match your album. And I was like, man, you know, I guess I could open up my, like, I was going to go back into the classic rock, like into the vault, back into the 70s, 80s, stuff like that. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll go one more time. And I was like, bam. And then How's It Going to Be came on. I was like, you know what? I, you know what? Yep, yeah, I'll pick, I'll go with that one. I've been wanting to bring that one for a while. And that's a good one to pair it with. 
Well, there you go. But uh, yeah, as as always, our guest gets to review the album next. All right. So I'm I don't own any like third eye blind music. Like it wasn't something I was like, um, I like I don't think I've ever like purchased any other music like in, in like any sort of form. But and so I wasn't like overly familiar with them. But I was listening to the album, and the one the song that stood out to me most was Semi Charmed Life. And I thought, oh, wait, I know the song somehow. Like, I've heard the song so much over the course of my life, and whenever it's played, I've, I've enjoyed just, like, hearing it, but I never knew what it was. I never, like, thought to look for it. Um, I never knew the name of the song or the band. But all right, now I know. It's Semi Charmed Life by Throw It Blind. Uh, so that was the one that really stood out to me. Um, I never made some notes. Um, fun fact. Fun, fun fact. That song's about crystal meth. <laughs> I did not know that either. Um, did not know that either, but yeah, <laughs> makes sense. And so the rest of them uh, hit me more from a sort of like lyrical or thematic standpoint. Um, narcolepsy was was the next one because when I was a kid, uh, some. People thought I had, had narcolepsy. I had this thing where uh, I'd, I'd fall asleep in class too much, and some people thought it was that. But like much later, it uh, was discovered to be um, a consequence of epilepsy uh, that prevented me from getting enough sleep, like at night, so I'd fall asleep in class. But yeah, because of that, uh, I just it made me like I was listening to narcolepsy, and I flashed back to that earlier uh, misconception that surrounded some of my early schooling years. Um, right. Well, before you get to, before you do your top five, I gotta get, let me get my review in, uh, so Chancey can give his his own top five first. But see, when Chancey first sent this album to me on Sunday, whenever it was, I was like, Third Eye Blind is that does that does that mean that their dick is blind? <laughs> like that, uh, like I hear Third Eye, that's what I think of. But I think of like the chakra, right? Mind's eye. That, that's the mind's eye, not the third eye. Prying it's, open it's my mind. Eye, it's the, the third, third eye. eye. It's another yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the I call it the mind's eye. My third eye is all down right, there. What, but... So we're ranking all these songs. Where do you rank eyes? Like I think we need, need your ranking of eyes. Like which which is number one, which is number two, which is number five? Like if I mean, we're saying I'm, that every orifice is an I'm, eye or whatever, like what's I mean, the order? I'm, I'm right-handed, so my right eye is number one. So yeah, that's simple. <laughs> but all right. from there, just one, two, three. And then mind's eye. That's that's I. I don't count that as an eye. I count that as a portal. But you said, but I mean, all of them are portals to something. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, it was a it was a joke I made to Chancey. I thought was pretty fucking funny. But all right. But um, yeah. See, I knew I knew Third Eye Blind. I I knew I knew the band. I just never really listened to any of their music like specifically. But I knew I had to know at least one or two of their songs. And I'm like, oh, watch Chancey's gonna give me a CD with none of the songs I know on it because he does it all the time. But <laughs> and then like I was pleasantly surprised that wasn't the case with this one. But and I mean yeah, this this CD is just '90s nostalgia all around. Like so many TV show moments, so many days walking through grocery stores, working in grocery stores, and hearing like some of these songs like playing on over the PA and whatnot. So, but yeah, so I enjoy. I actually enjoyed this album, Chancy. You did good for once. It's not your typical '90s bullshit. You believe you said you bring on that sounds the same as everything else. So, <laughs> fucking bush.
Bush, fucking Bush. But um, <laughs> what were your top five in your seat, Chanty? Well, let's see. For mine, uh, number five was uh, London. I don't know why, but something about it just really kind of reached out and grabbed me. Uh, God of Wine was number four. Ooh. Well, well you know. Um, you know, three through one's basically all their base, their basic chart toppers, their their uh, their radio singles. Uh, for me, number three was Jumper. Uh, number two was How's It Gonna Be, yeah. and uh, number one was Semi Charmed Life. Because I mean, I once, especially once I learned what the song's actually about, you can actually hear it when you go back and listen to it again. It's like, oh shit. He literally did just say crystal meth. Well, I guess fuck a doodle do. Well, more like more like snore doodle do. But yeah, um, uh, what? Uh, so James, what were your top five for Third Eye Blind? Unless you said, unless some of the ones you said already were your top five. But even though- I said, yeah, semi term life and um, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy, right? Um, London was another good one because again, flashing back to. Uh, my childhood, a lot, like my father was um, an immigrant from England, and most of his family still lived in uh, England, mostly around London. So I spent a fair bit of my childhood in London uh, with his family. And uh, so I just was listening to a song called London and just naturally thinking of my childhood in London and, uh, and the good times I had there with family and, and uh, new friends. All right. Um, yeah, so I was up there. Uh, God of Wine is actually another one because uh, one of my earliest fascinations um, was uh, was mythology, and Dionysus was uh, a particular yes. figure that stood out to me by virtue of. Uh, I mean, it wasn't specifically about the wine; it was how he represented the more like ecstatic, passionate um, approach to art, uh, instead of the sort of more orderly. Uh, reasoned um approach that that typified uh the sort of um raphaelite era uh yeah you know like dionysus was about the frenzy of of creative expression and uh, um, i'm a huge i'm a huge mythology fan slash buff and like the dionysus with with his wine like I mean, you can't, you can't. It's Greek or it's Greek uh, mythology. So you know, wine leads to orgies in Greek mythology constantly. So, especially with the centaurs and whatnot. But I mean, Greek mythology is a fucked up place. Just putting it out there. Zeus yeah. is Zeus is one hundred percent rapey. Well, I mean, the thing about like especially the Greek gods, but I mean a lot of pantheons, like they're not like they're in the same way that like you know people like aren't. Uh, I think people are like, accustomed to the idea of, of gods as like inhuman and and uh, like uh, almost homogenous, where like they're only like one thing, but like they're not. Like especially in Greek conception, a god is just a human on a bigger scale. And you know, where uh, a person who's you know good or bad might also have parts of themselves that are uh, the other thing. Um, that's like blown into an exaggerated proportion on, on for a god and so yeah when when the gods are good they do they do great stuff they create the seasons they create you know uh bounty for for humanity but when they're bad 
it's really bad, you know. Oh, it, I mean, um, so, I mean, Zeus's basically daily philosophy was, "What animal do I have to turn into today to get laid?" Like, that was <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that, and that's yeah. I mean, he did some terrible things, but he also paved the way for humanity to exist in the first place by overthrowing Cronus and his. Oh, uh, yeah. Titan hierarchy, you know? Like, Nothing oh, like well, a little fratricide. Or... Fraternicide, yeah. Side, yeah. yeah. Well, it was necessary because his other option was to get eaten by said father. Well, I, I mean, yeah. yeah right? it's, it, if it's that your dad, like, literally, literally eats you and not in a dirty way, like, then, like, yeah, 100%, like, you, you do what you gotta do. And then he gets to become the king douche himself and, like, kind of just fuck with everybody for thousands of years. But, I mean. Yeah, I, well, fuck with them, yes. But. <laughs> Like the Literally. like he he didn't enslave all of humanity and like quash them in the way that Cronus did. Well, you know? I mean he, he so it was a I step mean, up. I mean, yeah, I ain't gonna get into it too much because this is a mythology podcast. You're right, you're right. I, as much as I do want to start one of those, but um, I mean, Zeus <laughs> Zeus definitely was a petty motherfucker. Like yeah. there 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 are times where he would take things out in humanity for like no fucking reason other than he didn't get laid that day or 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 um fucking Hera found out something he did that day. Like he would just be like. Oh, you got me caught. You fucked. But I mean, like basically, but I don't know. It's just Greek mythology is the most fucked up of the mythologies. I mean, all the other ones are not are like crazy, but like still, like other ones are more respectful. Still, in Greek mythology, is like Jesus. Zeus is just Zeus and Hades, <laughs> and, and, and even Hercules. They make, they all make it like just horrible, horrible. But yeah, and I love mythology. Is that saying something? But uh but. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you finish your top five? I honestly got lost in the mythology wormhole. Uh, I can't remember. I yeah. I was. Uh, how many did I do? Uh, uh, you stopped it. So yeah, you had narcolepsy, semi-charm life, got of wine, and London. So I think there was one more. Right, there was one more. Um. Oh, just you know what? Jumper just hit me from the right angle somehow. It just had those like, you know. Pleasant, mellow vibes, just, you know, kind of classic, like, uh, summer evening, uh, listening, that's how, that's how it hit me, so that, that one, uh, caught my attention for that, so I, I'd say jump right number five. All right. Nice. Oh, interesting. Well, Chancy, I actually had two honorable mentions for your CD, because there were so many good tracks in the CD. I could have done more, but I was trying to limit it. But, uh, I mean, Narcolepsy was definitely an honorable mention. Because it was a rocking song, but mainly because it made me think of uh, the Argentinian in Moulin Rouge. I love that movie. And that's Thank you. Chance refuses, to, Chance refuses to watch it. I just, I don't like, okay, listen. I was in choir, and in order to be in choir, you had to be in show choir. And in show choir, they forced us to watch all the musicals. And I'm not a big fan of doing things that I don't want to do, all right? It's just what it is. <laughs> it's you. It's it's you. It's Obi Wan fucking Kenobi singing. You should, that should be all the reason you need to watch it. No, it's not Obi Wan Kenobi singing. It really isn't because I don't see a single force push or a force choke or fucking nothing. All right. Oh, if you yeah, depict... force jokes. except except they named Obi Wan Kenobi's love interest in the Clone Wars after uh, his love interest from Moulin Rouge. Satine. Yeah. Satine. <laughs> Satine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's valid. So That's valid. Yeah, ah. so there you go. Big Star Wars right here, too, and also a huge fan of Moulin Rouge. And I mean, it's uh, you'd like it just because it's a lot of freaking 90s rock thrown into it. 
Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, for me, it's, it's the whole groups of people randomly breaking into song and dance. But like it's that not shit. random. It, it's, Yo, uh, it's not really it's not random. no no i'm always thinking about it watching the movie as if i'm a person minding my own business walking through the streets buying something at the local market and everybody starts to fucking sing and dance around me uh, no nah, dude I'm, yeah. I'm freaking yeah. out uh, i'm panicking okay but it's a period <laughs> it, 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 it's a period piece it's not like rent where like it could happen in new york city like it's a period piece like well, so, it's or not, it's not. across it's, the universe or any of it really i mean it's, i mean but it's, it's sort of fantastical too though it's got like it's it's like larger than life right it's, it's got that um it's just a sort of fable honestly you know yeah. and and yeah. like it's, it's it's 90s rock or whatever it's like modern music in the 19th century to like show how this guy is a mean, sort of man out of time. He's he's a, a genius that transcends. Uh, it's it's, his era. it's it's Nirvana. It's Queen. It's Elton John. It's like a lot of artists we covered on this fucking show before. Like yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not like it's original scores written for a musical. Like I can understand not wanting to do that, not wanting to watch those kind of musicals. I can understand because no, I mean, yeah, I don't like those either. It's just you know, I didn't I mean, say yeah. I, I. I just happen to like that one. Like. I like that one more than I like others of the other genre, like you know the Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and all that other stuff. But yeah. like, uh... I mean, you're valid, valid, like no, no, no shade on like uh, personal taste. But I mean, also, I mean, you're you're like you do strike me as someone who might like like at least have an appreciation for like Rocky Horror, you know. And that's oh, I love Rocky easy. Horror. Yeah, it is. It is. Also it is. Taking the song randomly, you know. It is, but you're also like in a uh, more secluded setting. You're in the castle. It's other people. I mean, yeah. In Moulin Rouge, you're basically in the club the whole time. You're, they're, you're they're in a club. My you're two favorite musicals. And they're you're, 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 you're literally I was in the club. Say, isn't there a street scene? Not really. It's I like mean, the street outside the club. Yeah, <laughs> oh, 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 my bad. You're, you're, literally, you're literally in the Moulin Rouge the whole time, or you're in the... Uh, Apartment across the street from the Moulin Rouge. Like it's a Devil May Cry of musicals, basically. It's just, you say it's a Devil May Cry. It's a Devil May Cry three of musicals. Okay, That's I was gonna say you mind. better pick which you better pick the right one. Cause... <laughs> I think yeah, Moulin awesome. Rouge Horror is Devil May Cry one. Moulin Rouge is, is a Devil May Cry three. Fair, well, fair. Well, the last thing I'm gonna say about that, Chancy, is watch it with also, Casey, the Nirvana and, and you'll get. Has... Yeah, watch it with Casey. You'll get laid. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to watch a musical with her just to get laid. Like, that's not that. I don't know. Oh. It's not like I have to leave a trail of breadcrumbs. Like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Like, what are you talking about? Mr. Stud over here doesn't need a musical to get laid. Must be I nice. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't either because my girlfriend, my, my wife hates musicals. Thank God she's sleeping. But um, my wife hates musicals. But I mean, still, like, I watch Moulin Rouge and she tells me like, "Oh, turn off that uh, gay shit." Like I'm like, "Really, really?" Like that's just how my wife is. Like she just doesn't like musicals. But I, yeah, well, you know. I, but I'm friends with Chancy, so I can't hate on her for it because I'm used to people who don't like musicals. But <laughs> oh, it's my fault. Okay, I'll always, wear that. Hat. Always, I'll well, wear that. Chancy, and my other honorable mention on yours was "I Want You" because Jesus. I mean. I know, right? But that song was magical. It was a good song. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, 
I honestly, I was debating putting it on the list like for like halfway through, and I was like, oh my god, like it just like it picks up halfway through and just like starts being hardcore, and I'm like, okay. But number five was Jumper, and yes, the the one of the ones I actually knew ahead of time was actually number five instead of the top three because I it got pushed down. Number four was Gotta Wine because like three quarters of the way through that song, I started really loving it. Like I was sitting in my car, my boy and me at work just smoked a little bit of a pre-rolled on lunch, so. I was starting to listen to that like halfway through and like the uh, watermelon soda uh, pre-roll I just smoked all of a sudden starts hitting me a little more and I'm like, ooh, this song's amazing. But number three was Thanks A Lot because that was a good song. Number two was, how, of course, How It's Going To Be and of course, number one was semi Charm Life because that's the first one that popped out. I'm like, oh, Chancey gave me a CD with songs I know. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was really like, and I was like, "Oh, I know this song. It's on all the playlists that all my coworkers used to play in the warehouse. My last job of '90s songs, like." But so I mean, yeah, I I enjoyed your CD, Chancy, for once. Um, not for once, for the first time in a few weeks, probably. I think. <laughs> hey, I'll take it where I can get it. Well, we we know this, we know this, but um, and yeah, so. James already guessed what CD Chancey brought, and he guessed wrong, so he knows what CD already I brought. But for those of them who haven't been the no for the last couple of days, the CD I decided to bring was, and I so I picked this solely because of the guitar in your album, and like I'm like, all right, I need a I need a CD that has amazing guitar throughout the whole CD, and so I brought Lordy's to Beast or not to Beast album because. I also felt bad about the last Lori CD I brought on a couple weeks ago and where Chancey said it was all about forced um, relationships. So I had, I, 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 or forced coupling, and I had to bring on a relationship. I had to bring on a CD that was by Lori that was a little more respectable to Chancey's high class there. So, uh, this is, I am no, I am not high class. I just can't. It's just one of those things where if I see the open door, I'm gonna be like, "You do know this whole CD is about this, right?" <laughs> and yes, the, the CD was a little Zeus, like a little rapey. But, <laughs> but I mean, Lordy Sexorcism is still, still a damn good music CD. But I I brought to Beast or not to Beast of this one, which is one of my favorite Lordy CDs by far. It is my favorite Lori song of all time on it. That's why I had to bring it. I'm gonna kill you. 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 Circles in the air Raising scarlet daily 
honestly, I I love Lordy as anybody listens to the show religiously knows because I this is like the fourth time I brought them, I think, or third. Oh, Actually, at least fourth. yeah. At fourth, it's fourth, yeah. Uh, first CD, third CD, Sexorcism, and then this CD. So yeah, but I yeah. So I mean, I love Lordy. I think they're they're one of the greatest things ever to come out of Finland besides Nightwish, but. Actually, I don't, actually, no, they're not from Finland. I don't even know. Where, I never know where they're from. I always want to say England. I always want to say USA. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Scandinavia. So Finland's close. Okay. Oh, probably Norway. If I had to guess, honestly. Well, but I'm not like, um, either. So whatever. Just I'm, oh, they are Finnish. I was fucking right. Ah, there All I go right, doubt myself. Again. There, there I go doubt myself again. I'm amazing, but I'm the best. Like I said, but um, but yeah. I saw those eyes, Chancy. But um, yeah. So, L- Lordy, I had to bring this one. It's one of my. It was it was one of my favorite series they put out. I was already a huge fan of them by the time it came out. But I just when it came out, like the first day I bought, I literally bought it F F Y E. Like the first day it came out, and or on maybe it was an Apple Music. I don't fucking remember. But I bought it somewhere, and I listened to it the first day. I was like amazed by how good the CD was. So I had to bring it on, and the guitar is what maybe matches your CD. But what do you think? What do you, what did you think of Lordy James? If you haven't heard him before. So I had heard Lordy before. Um, when I was a kid, I was like, I had a actually pretty big fixation on hair metal. And I noticed that there weren't like really any hair metal bands. So I wondered, hey, what happened to that whole genre? So like I, you know, did some research because I had an extra bit of like OCD where I, I can like really fix it on things. And, uh, and I, and some people were saying that like uh, some of the sort of successors to the hair metal uh, ethos were in uh, more modern theatrical metal acts like Lordy. And so I, I listened to some of their songs and some of them like really hit me in the right way. Uh, and then I never, I, I think I, like, I didn't like forget about them, but I didn't really pay attention to their new output. Like the stuff I remember is like Hard Rock Hallelujah, stuff like that. Um, when I did search uh, to, to find to Beast or Not to Beast online, the first result I got was a song from the X-Men First Class score, uh, which was also cool, but um, not yeah. what I was looking for. But then I finally did find the right album. And um, the uh, the first song that really stood out to me was uh, Not Bad for Kids, um, which initially like spoke to uh, this the idea that, you know, uh, art of any kind doesn't need to be, uh, you know, forbidden or, or prohibited um, beyond a certain age. Like uh, the right person can find good stuff in, in the right music at any time. Um, whereas a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of censorship that like, you know, says, hey, you're not old enough, you're not tall enough for this ride. Like, you know, go home, wait like 10 years to, to listen to this. And uh, generally that's nonsense. But then of course it says actually we're worse. So it kind of <laughs> but you know, with the wink and the nod, you know. Um, so that's that to me for that reason. All right, um, nice. Well, uh, well, I mean, just save your top five for a minute now, but uh, for a few minutes now. But um, was that was that all your review, or did you or you already? I didn't know if you were going to your top five. I just wanted to stop. Oh no, I mean, that very. That was the first of my top five. Okay, so. Uh, which is, I mean, it, it literally is the first song in the album, and it's a fucking amazing song. Well, I'll get to that in a few bits from my do mind. But, Chancy, out of the four Lordy albums you've heard now, where do you rank this one? Oh, at the very bottom. Absolutely hated it. 
Yeah. Compared to sexism, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't even get it out with a straight face. No, honestly, I, I did enjoy the album. It was a good album. Uh, you know, great guitar riffs. Not necessarily pun- making a pun on the name of the song, but like, for mm-hmm. real though, like, good songs, good, you know, good structure, good storytelling to some of the songs with some of the, you know, melodic structure. I, I, I really did. I enjoyed it. I can't, I, I, I didn't get any honorable mentions out of it or anything like that, but I was easily able, well, that's not true. I did technically get one. But, uh, yeah, I already know. But, oh, do you now? Oh, I do, sir. I do. Okay, fair enough. But, yeah, no, I, I honestly, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, I was, I waited to listen to yours last, mostly just because I didn't have to listen to mine at all. And I was like, okay, I got to find, you know, I got to listen, I got to listen to the hot Apollo here so I can find something to match it. Just got to find that match. Right. Well, that's funny because I listened to yours last too. So there we go. But yeah. it's usually the way it works with us. But um, all right. Well, I only had one honorable mention for my CD chances. So I actually had one less honorable mention for mine than I did for yours. But and my honorable mention was that first song that um James mentioned. We're we're not bad for the kids. We're worse because as soon as I heard that fucking opening track, the first time I heard the CD, I was amazed because that's that's. I mean, the title alone made me intrigued. But then as soon as I heard the track, like it was just hilarious and classic lordy like it's just the first time always hurts like the fact they throw that into a fucking song tell we're not bad for the kids like it's just like jesus christ what are you guys doing but it's i mean i love the ironicness of it and i like you said the message behind it too like because like i'm a huge fan of Marilyn manson and him being his music almost being banned in the 90s because he supposedly inspired columbine Ooh, like yeah like i hate People like I hate the freaking Karens of the world since then. I thought about like, shit like that. So I agree with the message. Number five was something wicked this way comes. Like, cause I mean, I'm a huge fan of the musical wicked, but, and that's like kind of where this comes from. But the, the guitar and drums in that song are just fucking beyond belief incredible. Like at the in that towards the end of the song when the guitar and drums are just doing like a duet together, like for the last half of the song, it's just amazing. Like, I'm, I I was a drummer, so the drummer part like really stuck stuck out to me. My number four is "I'm the Best" because, I mean, my ego doesn't allow me to not love that song because I've I've literally played that blasting right on my car driving through like everywhere. because, yeah, that's how I feel. But <laughs> number three, of course, was horror fiction because I do love like horror novels and horror. I like horror. I like horror in any genre really, and. The fact that people flip out over that stuff and like try to like stop their kids from watching it and whatnot, like, like the song literally spells it out. It's horror fiction, not like reality. So, and of course, number two is Candy for the Cannibal because that song is just classic, clever, lordy. Like, and like the story in the whole song is amazing. The part at the end where he's in prison, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm like, all the prisoners are avoiding my eyes because I'm looking for the last meal i will find and like it's like oh like that shit's just magical the way they sing it and of course number one was my favorite lordy song of all time the riff because i am a sucker for any song that features like a grim reaper devil type 
like thing to it. We did we covered Demon, Demons and Wizards two episodes ago, and there's kind of the same thing in that. And I'm keen, of course, Stairway to Heaven and all the other songs out there about meeting the rip, meeting the devil or meeting the reaper. I mean, devil went down to Georgia for God's sake, going back old school. But I mean, just, just any song like that, I love. And the, the literal riff in the song is so freaking incredible. Like I just, I fell in love with it. This, that's part of the reason I fell in love with the CD is because of the riff. And it's, I mean, Lori's storytelling. Lori's storytelling in songs is always so fucking incredible. One of the reasons I love them so much, and that's why they've been on this show almost as much as any other band besides maybe Nightwish. But which I got, I, I got to start, I got to start diversifying. But um, I'm making up for it next week, Chancy. You already know that. But what were your top five for Lori James? So I mentioned uh, not bad with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the riff, which was also really up there for me because I mean, I mean. The, it's about like riffing, right? Like a riff is essentially what rock and roll is built on. So it's about the glory of that uh, core musical foundation of the genre all of us enjoy and to varying degrees live by. And I, uh, I, I just want to end there too. The one line in that song, like the devil hasn't rid a hit because he lost his mind with all this hip-hop shit like i was at a point in my life where i really hate rap music like especially current day rap music besides like underground juggalo music type stuff so like that line hit me so heavy when it came out that i was like oh my god i agree i agree because like, even rock had died at that point like in the late zero zeros because like like there was just not much good rock coming out at that point in my opinion either like in the, maybe in Europe, but I mean in America there was much good rock coming out either. But uh, please continue. Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, and was, uh, another one that stuck out was something wicked this way comes because it was probably one of the first things I read by Ray Bradbury when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, just like right from the opening that that novel really captured my attention. So a uh, song that was at least like nominally based on it. Uh, stuck out to me too. Um, you mentioned uh, Candy for the Cannibal, which, as you know, when I was a kid, I had a pretty big sweet tooth, so that like that stuck out to me. That, that caught my attention too. And uh, as you said, like a lot of clever lyricism throughout. And then um, lastly, I think uh, Love Ugly, because um, mm. you know, love is is a, a common theme in a lot of my work, and but sometimes love isn't as as perfect or or unblemished as you might expect it can be ugly but it can still be love and so love ugly that's that's how it spoke to me which you married but um i mean i i yeah that's what that's the one that's one song that i like fought not to put on my list but i just like i'm like nope i'm like if you put every song you like in your list you're gonna you're not gonna have too long a list just leave it off but i mean that song is amazing like there's just the opening like of about like alligators and snakes like eating cuter animals like it's just like how they like it's just like how they how they open it and everything i love that song and like i mean the, of course the drums and guitar are amazing because it's lordy but but uh sir chance a lot what were your top five you know honestly i'm gonna pull a jeremy oh buddy i mean i said got I you mother I, I got you motherfucker 
no. <laughs> that look on your face, dude. You were like, you were like, no, he didn't. Is he really? No, but I mean, I think I figured me. I figured me saying I want you and you getting all excited over that, like that, you might want Paul Jeremy after that. And, like, that's funny. The show, but you know, yeah, that's good. No, I. Uh, so, like for me, number five was uh, I'm the best. I had to put it that at last place because I knew that is going to be like one of your higher scored ones with your, with it your uh, motherfucker. Oh, is it number four? Is it? <laughs> Maybe not in your mind. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's number four on my list and my mind. So yeah. Oh well, I stand corrected. Um, number four was uh, something wicked. This way comes. Uh, number three was the riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, number t- wow. number two was uh, we're not bad for the kids we're worse mm-hmm. and then uh, number well well it, since you know me so well so well what what's my number one what's my number one Jeremy SCG six outro horror fiction I, I I knew that was gonna be the song you picked I figured you picked the outro though as number one as well. But, You're right. You got me dead to rights, but I had to fuck with it a little bit. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, and I, honestly, Otis, I almost put that on my list because Otis's Butcher Clinic was a pretty damn good outro with like a sick ass like techno beat to it almost. But that was sick. Yeah, I mean it was, but and I love that. I love that Lordy puts their like their like intros, outros like in the middle of their CD or the end of their CD. It's never, mm-hmm. it's rarely at the beginning unless it's like a theme like the first CD I brought on. But actually, that bring on like. No, then uh, Rock Lips is the first one, but um, and I I, I knew you would love horror fiction because it's like oh, dude, you listed off every one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre's in there, Hellraiser's in there, and like Freddy Krueger and like all your favorite movies. So, so yeah, I I knew I knew you'd love that song, and I I was excited for the C for that part reason too because I know any song that has to do with actual horror movies you'll love. But but yeah, I'm. I had to redeem Morty after bringing sexism on and getting hated so much by everybody else. So, <laughs> though "Naked in My Cellar" is still an amazing song. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it ain't no chloroform girl, but it tries. It, 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 dude, it's a heavier version of chloroform girl by far. And it, it, I, you're I, not wrong. You're not wrong. I love chloroform girl, but uh, "Naked in My Cellar." Poor, poor James. Like, uh, chloroform girl is one of the. It's a polka dot cadaver song. I we have to look these guys up. Oh, for real! Yeah. It's like it's like a folksy '60s acoustic song style melody, and then lyrics that are like you know, chloroform girl, how have you been? Don't let me catch you sleeping again. You're only alive because I like you. <laughs> so. Uh, it's basically like the Beach Boys if they had actually gotten their buddy Charles Manson to join the band. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say more like the the Beatles if if Manson would have joined up because it's they, not. Yeah. They don't have. They don't have quite the vocal. They don't have. They don't have quite the vocalization of the Beach Boys. But I do see. I see where you're going with the Manson element. Absolutely, like. They have a song called Touch Like Caligula and fucking like they got all sorts of crazy shit out there. It's such good stuff. Such good stuff. I would I've honestly between Polka Dot and Dog Fashion, if I were if you were to blend them into a single band, it'd be like this generation's Pink Floyd. 
Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, he'll definitely to check him out and hopefully Dogfish yeah. just go. Hopefully Dogfish and just go maybe make an appearance soon in one of our specials as well. We'll see. I think next month possibly even, but uh, we'll see. Uh, that's, June that's, that's, June is my birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Woo! And, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I we'll see. Because, I mean, it is your birthday and it is your, also your month for artist pick for the bracket. So, we'll see. But, well, we hit all three CDs, ladies and gentlemen. And we had three good CDs this week, as always. But I don't think we've ever had... Uh, horrible cd besides uh maybe sunhouse but we don't, we don't talk about that <laughs> you leave my delta that. blues out of this we don't talk about that um but james where can they find you where can they find your band just self-promote to the fullest so the band is called hot apollo h-o-t-a-p-o-l-l-o if you search for us literally anywhere online by that name, you will find us iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify, uh, social media, like wherever. Um, we're easy to like reach, find. We're on every, like whatever you listen to music on uh, online, like we're there, we're Hot Apollo. Um, as I said, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, TikTok, like whatever. Uh, our Twitter accounts did get hacked recently. So um, we're not currently in charge of the Hot Apollo handle there, but everywhere else, Hot Apollo. Um, uh, our link tree uh, is uh, you know, link tree hot Apollo um, has all of our links, all of our stuff. Uh, YouTube, we've got music videos too. Uh, you can, yeah, you can reach out to me anywhere. If you have thoughts, um, message me on Instagram or whatever, uh, like tell me how much you loved, hated, or were confused by the album. Um, I'm open to whatever you have to say. Talk to me about mythology or, or Star Wars, whatever, Moulin Rouge. I'm open to all of it. So yeah. Uh, Hot Apollo is a band, and uh, we're everywhere, and only going everywhere else. Nice. Well, uh, sir, everybody, please check them out, and of course you'll be able to. Of course, for sure. Now, the song you heard in the beginning of this episode, if you listen to it in podcast form, will be a Hot Apollo song. So, ooh, I'm excited. As you should be. But which one is it? Surprise uh, me. I, I know which one it is already, but I'll surprise you. All right. Uh, speaking of surprises, Chancy, where can they find you besides the back of their closets? Well, you know. Why you got to give all my good hiding spots away, dude? Seriously. I, I got, so there's the book of faces under my name. Uh, Instagram and TikTok is uh, the Red Eye Roundtable. Uh Twitter is a red eye table because apparently you got to pay by the syllable. Fuck Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Wait, what? I think that's the uh, wrong one. E- Elon, <laughs> where the fuck's name is. <laughs> well, fuck Jeff Bezos too. Yeah, okay, fuck it. Why not? We'll make a whole goddamn. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just make a whole goddamn fuck him, fuck him. But anyway, um, you know, as far as socials go, that's pretty much it for that. Uh, Maniacal music musings. Every Tuesday, the void, the dark recesses of your nightmares. You know, all the fun places the kids like to hang out these days. Exactly. So, you can also find them smoking cigarettes inside the mall. But, are you said these days, not the 90s. Okay. Um, yeah, not the 90s. But you could also, you could find both of us on Facebook as Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with an S Facebook group. 
And when I say it this time, I mean it. Name change coming soon. And you, you, you can find us on Twitter and the gram as that juggalo bastard. You can find us on Tiki Taki as that juggalo bastard podcast. And you can find us on YouTube where this is streaming, one of three places, as Maniacal Music Musings. And please be sure by the time this episode drops, you our Ice Cube bracket will already been live, hopefully. And we'll be coming up in our Will Smith slash Jeremy's birthday bracket. So we'll be getting we'll be getting jiggy with it in the summertime. So Good time to get you with it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's almost summer, summer time. So, but uh, we will catch you next week, all, all our faithful listeners, where we have another musician on as well, which seems to be a trend right now. And I'm liking it. And the listeners are liking it. And Chancey's liking it. So we're happy. Yes. Liking it. So we love promoting our artist music. If you are a musician of any kind and want to come on the show, Shoot me a DM. We'll get get you on. Not a problem. But until next time, your muser thank you, and we thank James for coming on. Check out Hot Apollo. They are a damn good band, and seeing James wild out and dance around in the Spotify background made it all the better. So, <laughs> But your muser thank you, and be good. Yeah.